What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey guys, good to be with you today. Cloud back with you here on the New Vision Podcast. And we hope you are following through the book of John, whether you're listening to this the day it comes out, or you're being discipled one-on-one with somebody, or you just want to go through the book of John to get a little bit deeper. Maybe you're intimidated by scripture, and we always say that Gospel of John is one of those great places to, to start out with. And so we're continuing on in that. And so today, I'm picking up at John chapter 7. Um where we were last time, we saw how Jesus has had snuck up to this feast and people are starting to talk about Jesus and the buzz is building and his followers are growing. He's doing these signs and these miracles and, and just people can't deny it. They're like, we got to follow this guy. But also his opposition is growing and it's kind of his following too. It's kind of like a Twitter feed, right? You've got the, the followers and the people yelling at each other. You kind of got all that going on. And people have a lot of, they're afraid of what people think, so they have their opinions of Jesus, and they're starting to form that, but they're afraid of what the the really, the in crowd, the Pharisees are going to think, so they're not speaking very publicly. Uh, but they're just, like, Jesus is growing, and you have to decide what to do with Jesus. We're at that point in his ministry. And so we're going to pick up today in John chapter 7. I'm just reading a short few verses. This is verses 32 through 36, when he's still at this Feast of Booths. Um, at this time period. And so he's teaching. It's a ruckus. Verse 32. The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him. Uh, so last time, the last episode, we heard they're like, hey, is this the Messiah? Like, who, who's Jesus? So the Pharisees heard the crowd muttering those things about Jesus. And the chief priests and the Pharisees sent officers to arrest Jesus. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little longer, and then I am going to him who sent me. You will seek me, and you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? Does he intend to go the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? And what does he mean by saying, You will seek me, and you will not find me? And where I am, you cannot come. And so we'll pause it there. And so... Again, we're seeing this opposition mounting. Jesus is publicly teaching here, so that's who he's talking to. He's saying, I will be with y'all a little longer, and then I'm going to him who sent me. And so really, you know, we read this now, and maybe you've been in church for a while, and you you kind of you see that, and it's really easy for you to pick up on, oh, okay, he's talking about going to heaven. He's going to die. We know that Jesus dies at the end, and he's crucified and then resurrected. We know that. But these people didn't, they had no idea. So they thought Messiah to them is like, uh, you keep saying Messiah, but I do not think you know what it means. You know, like you're not saying it the right way. We, They're wanting the Messiah to be this new earthly king, the, the new administration, right, to save them from Rome. But Jesus is like, no, my ministry as Messiah is to, to die for your sin and to defeat death, the penalty of sin, and raise from the dead. And so he's like, where I'm going, you can't go, like, I'm going to die, and where I am, you cannot come. But also, there's another level to his Jesus' teaching here. He's kind of, he's being very pointed at these Pharisees and scribes and the Sadducees and all that, the his opposition, basically, and saying, like, look, I we're in two different categories here. Like, you can't get to God, and you and your professional Pharisees, you know, like, 
are making it difficult on the people and you know you think you're the way to get to God and your system is what works and all these extra rules and you know basically you don't understand that you're even the good things you do are for the wrong reasons and you're righteous you're self-righteous and that in and of itself is sin in God's eyes and you deserve to be separated from him but the only way that you can get to God is by the person who's teaching right in front of you so he's like where I am you can't go like you can't go to God without me. The way to God is through me, Jesus, the person. And so he's kind of putting them in this category of of uh, team Adam or your team Jesus, and they're not getting it. And so he's saying like, you know, I'm, I'm coming from him who sent me. And then what's funny is they, they are starting to mock him by his questions. Now, this was like a debating tactic used from, you know, Socrates and, you know, all the ancient Greeks, right? So they're debating in this public square and this rhetoric that they're employing. They seem to be asking a question, but they're being sarcastic. They're jabbing at Jesus. And they still don't understand because their jab uh, doesn't make sense in and of itself. He's like, where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? Does he intend to go the dispersion among the Greeks? He's going to teach to the Greeks? And it's like, you're going to go to to the backwater, right? To the hillbillies. You're going to preach to them. And like, they're the worst of the worst. Oh, and you're going to preach to Greeks too? Like the Gentiles? You know, you know, they're basically assuming that Jesus is as highly thought of to his Jewish nationality, his Jewish race as they were, which they begin to see their chosenness and their Jewishness as what made them set apart, not not because of what God loved them and chose them to, to bless the nations through the Abrahamic covenant. And so they've, they've really misinterpreted Jesus and even their insults are showing that they don't understand fully what Jesus is talking about. The dispersion uh, at this point in time in Israel's history, Israel had their own land and then it was taken over by the Persians and the Assyrians and now it's Rome, who's this occupying force. And all the you know ethnic Jews were now dispersed among outside the, the, the empire, outside the nation of Palestine itself, which was the, the city of Israel. Israel and Jerusalem. And so that's what they're talking about. They're like the dispersion, he's going to go out to the the backwater Jews and then he's going to preach to the Greeks to the Gentiles who are obviously so far beyond uh even you know they're so reprehensible that why would of course Jesus wouldn't do that because Gentiles are terrible. And so what's ironic about that is even in their insult Jesus is like uh well yeah, I am going to do that. So it's like their insult is showing just how lost they are and how much they need Jesus and how much they misunderstand Jesus as Messiah. But then also, ironically, it's a foreshadowing of what the Great Commission will be. Go therefore unto the nations, preaching the gospel, you know, to the Gentiles. We'll see that at the end of Matthew, at the end of these gospels, and then, of course, through the book of Acts. Uh, But that's a story for another day. And so I think as a practical takeaway, I don't mean to lecture for too long, but as a practical takeaway, we see again and again, and we will continue to see again and again in, in John, all the gospels, but especially in John, that they, Jesus speaks on one level and there's kind of multi-levels going on and the people don't get it. He's talking about spiritual things. They think about physical things. They're trying to like jab at him here, but they don't realize that they're saying something that's true. That's even deeper than they intend it to like, we often miss what Jesus has for us and his words and what he means by him, his, his intent, his motives be behind his, you know, what he says and what he did. Uh, and so I think that's a challenge to us today. Uh, 
you know, whether you see yourself as the Pharisees or someone else in that crowd, are you fully comprehending what Jesus says and means? That's the thing, his intent behind it. That could, that could be a variety of scriptures. That could be, oh, I was praying and I felt a feeling. Well, that may not actually be from God. That may be your feeling. You know, I don't mean to discount the Holy Spirit's movement and impression on us, but we need to be careful about, you know, does it align with what God says in his word? And have we studied his word enough to know that he intends it a certain way to make us holy and to make us look more like Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the challenge today is in what ways might you be missing what Jesus says and means, just like the crowds and his own closest followers commonly did. And so that's a challenge to you to, to dig into the word. And the more you read scripture, the more you start to understand what Jesus did and what he meant by what he said. And the more you study that, you are you know transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is what this podcast intends to do. And I hope you are being encouraged to do that for yourself, reading scripture for yourself. And so join us on the next episode as we'll continue through John chapter seven. And y'all have a great day and we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.